big beard. Hey, Kayla. Hi, Ayana. <laughs> Welcome to Fill in the Blank Podcast. Welcome. Um, Get away. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another week of Fill in the Blank Podcast. Hi, Ayana. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm about to fall asleep over here. <laughs> no. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I need a nap. No, not a nap. We got a whole episode. Wake up. You up? Look, if you up, I should definitely be up. <laughs> right. You're sick behind. Y'all, I've been sick. Like, can't you? I've been sick. I know it sounds. <laughs> I, it kind of comes out a little bit sometimes, but this has actually been my best day since I've been sick. Oh, but, I'm glad we cut. Oh, and to think we were gonna film two days ago. No, it it couldn't have happened. I was curled up in a ball. Like there was no way. But I look like Rudolph right now. So Rudolph the red. You look cute, Rudolph. Thank you. <laughs> my nose is raw it's painful yeah, bruh when I tell you I walked in and saw that Vaseline on your face I said oh she down bad yeah it's been it's been rough Bless I'm just trying Lord. to nurse myself back to health cause I just <sighs> yeah well I haven't seen you blow your nose since I've been here so that's a good mm-hmm. sign it's been more so coughing now oh I see like I'm kind of done with you should the... get one of those or next time you get sick, you know those those saline nose thingies. I've heard of that before. I watched a couple videos on Instagram. Why I watch these things, I don't know. But <laughs> of parents doing it to their little kids and a glob of stuff that just—I <laughs> would be so disgusted. It just looks so effective, though. <clears throat> I would, I would be very disgusted. I think you should do, do that it. To you myself. should find one. You should do it anyways. Maybe I will. Because maybe there's some some stuff left over. I've been doing steams, though. Oh, that's good. I do respiratory steams. Did you almost pass out in the shower today? Yes. I was in there for too long trying to wash my hair. That was a huge mistake. (laughs) I hadn't washed my hair in a really long time that I'm embarrassed to admit, so I won't say. But I needed to wash my hair, so that's the only reason why. I did it, but then I almost passed out. And I said, okay, I'm still not well. Well, at I least need your to hair look good. I told you it looks so good. It looks like a hair piece. Thank you. Your curls look perfect. Thank you. It's the first day here, but then it looks bad down. So I had to put it up. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Or oh, is it just the way it dried? My, yeah, my first day here is always... Really? Yeah, bad. It's normally day two hair that looks Gives better. Gives a little fluff? Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. The day first two day is just always like, better. Too flat. My hair's been doing something weird though lately. So that's why I've just been straightening it more, which I'm sure doesn't help. <laughs> I feel like I haven't been liking my curly hair lately. Yeah. So I I feel like this is the season though to have straight hair. I agree. Cause it's I mean it's cold outside. Yeah. You ain't gotta sweat it out. S- sweat it out. Sweat it out. <laughs> How's your week been though? It's been good. It's been good. I mean, been very uneventful, but I think I've just been in a really good space lately. I was so. gonna say, anything special happened? Um, no, actually, no, nothing. Nothing. I've just what did I do over the weekend? Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> like nothing? nothing. I stayed in. I've been hot girling it all co- for the past couple of months, so I'm chill now. <laughs> and I love that for you. Look, I'm chill because you deserve it. You're right. I sure you did. You deserve to hot girl just a little hot bit. hot girl winter it. 
Not no more. <laughs> Look, now I'm trying to chill, girl. <laughs> Who trying to cuddle? <laughs> you said, I'm just trying to cuddle. It's cuffing season. It's cuffing season. I don't want to cuff for real. Don't cuff me, please. <laughs> please. Just for fake. Just, just for, for fake the cuddles. Fake. Just for the cuddles, man. It's all about the cuddles. I think that, uh, well, over <clears throat> this past, what day was that? I don't know, but Marcus and I, I think, found our wedding venue. <gasps> really? Mm-hmm. Oh, you went on like Monday or something, didn't mm-hmm. you? Okay. Yeah. And I really, really like the place. Oh, I love that. So now I can start all the fun stuff. And they have the date that you want. And oh, guess perfect. what? This is the crazy part. I don't know if I've shared this with all of you yet, but it was the last Saturday date. <gasps> perfect. So I might actually get to have a Saturday wedding. God. Yeah. So that's really cool. I love that. Um, but I'm just really excited because I've already come up with my clever way to ask all of you to be in oh, my God. bridal party. And Cute. of course, it has a theme. Of course. Like, I would expect nothing in less. In true Kayla fashion, it has, a, it has a theme. Less. So I'm just really excited to do that. Aww. So then we could get this show on the roll. Ooh. I know. But I'm not going to tell any of you the date until I ask I you. I want to be surprised. Yeah. Yeah, I want to be. I like surprises. Yeah, make me feel special. Yep. Even though it's saying about me, not for real. <laughs> <laughs> but you do. You should feel special because you are special, and all of y'all are important and special to me. So I want to make sure that you all feel that way and feel like appreciated and whatnot when I'm asking you all to, you know, be by my side Can't and help me. I know that's wild. That's amazing. It's so crazy. I'm so excited for you guys because I know you guys are prepared for this. Yeah, I think that we have done a lot of preparation yeah. into this phase of our lives, so it feels like kind of natural. Yeah, like it feels like where we're supposed to be. It's a at. natural progression of yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. So it's a healthy progression. Of yeah. Things. So I'm really excited. I am too. Thank you. But we're going to do something a little different this week since I'm still under the weather. Um, can't do heavy thinking right now. Can't do much heavy thinking. So um, we're going to be answering some of our listener submissions that we have compiled over a long period of time. We promise y'all we've been reading it. We just have to find time to include them into our episodes. Yeah. So... so- Lovely Miss Ariel and Asia are going to join us in today. Yes, and, and they'll be reading it. Read them out to us. You want to say hey? What's up, y'all? <laughs> oh, God. Hello, everybody. <laughs> so, yeah, Asia and I are going to read some um, unrevealed questions to Kayla and Ayana. And we need your feedback. You have listeners that want to know advice. What, sh- what should they do? Help. Mm-hmm. Some are funny, some are serious, okay. some are concerning. Oh. <laughs> and we oh need, God, not the concerning we need ones. your expertise. <clears throat> I have none. To guide us. <laughs> Look, are we the people for the job? Right, right. I guess we'll uh, find out. They, they felt enough, uh, enough trust in us to submit it. So I guess we're going to find out today. Okay, so I'm going to start off with the first question. Then I'm going to pass it off to my favorite producer, okay. Asia. Okay, so let's see. Where do we even really begin? I know. I love this. Let me drink some water. Why am I scared? Okay, so the first question. My boyfriend. Oh, actually, I've also decided that I'm going to impersonate these people. (laughs) So each different question will have a different voice and personality. Love it. And I will try my best to execute. This is dedication. I love it. Yes, I love it. Okay, Okay, Uh I'm going to try it. 
my boyfriend of a year and a half <laughs> lost his job. Okay, I don't want to mock these people. I'm just, just going to read these normally. I, just, I don't feel right. Ariel said, this is why I don't need to be in the public view. She said, I get canceled immediately. So, I feel like I'm taking away the severity of your message. So let me just read this normally. Scratch what I just said 30 seconds ago. Okay, okay. We're going to say it again. My boyfriend of a year and a half lost his job in the beginning of our relationship, and we had just moved into our apartment. Here we are, a year and a half later, he still doesn't have a job. And I'm struggling to make ends meet, and I've made him aware. What do I do? The first thing I have to say- Why he ain't got no job? This sounds like insecure. Oh, Oh my God! Okay, wait a minute. Let me do a disclaimer. Y'all cannot steal plots <laughs> to TV shows as if it's a missed question. This is probably her real life, though. That's crazy. Sis, first you got to figure out if that's what you want to... Is that is that a grace of yours? I'm like, is that what you want to do? Is that a grace of yours? Because you can't control someone else's behavior. So let's say, th- theoretically, he doesn't want to get a job, and he doesn't. Then what? I feel like, (laughs) I mean, okay, it would be one thing if he didn't have a job and like she was balling and he could be a stay at home, but she says she's struggling to make ends meet. So my thing is she's basically taking care of this grown man and he's laying around letting it happen. Well, we don't know what what he's doing, but nonetheless, like he doesn't have a job. He doesn't have a job. I feel like people have different um, standards and things that they value in their relationships. Mm. For me, it would be a no. Because if it's that, okay, like you said, if he doesn't have a job, but he's also not seeking a job actively, that's an issue. That's a huge issue. That's a huge issue. Especially if she said she's struggling and she's made it known. Yeah, Look so, at Jared. Jared picked up three part-time jobs that he didn't even need. Yeah. It's more than possible, especially like in the way that things are going right now today. There yeah. are so many places that are hiring. Agreed. Um, even if it's not the ideal job, it's at least something to to help out. So I just don't like that that situation for you. Just in the way that it was explained, there's a lot of details that we're missing, obviously, but... And the way that it was explained, I think that it's really important in partnership to have uh, support from one another. And so if one is struggling to make ends meet, then I feel like it's important to be able to provide support and to be able to be helpful in that way. Support is carrying your weight. Yeah, carrying your weight. That is that is joint income. If they live together, like you're just you're taking my income like, yeah carry your weight yeah it's not like she got enough to carry them both clearly not and and finances like that is a basic need mm-hmm. if you're struggling with your basic needs then imagine where else they're slacking in their relationship yep it's a no for me yeah i wouldn't deal with it personally i, w- I would communicate with this man maybe a little bit more. And if he's actually resistant, then that's a big red flag Yeah, for you to be resistant. Yeah. I, I wonder, Did she say in the thing, like if she's communicated this with him? She said, yeah, she said she let him know. 
Um, let me go back to the. <laughs> she said she let him know. She said she mentioned it to him. So to me, then that's also just disrespect. Yeah, like she has made him aware. Yeah. Okay, so homie. she's already communicated to him that it is problematic and she is struggling. And so I feel as though the next thing to do then is to make a decision that is then best for her. Agreed. Because like you said, if she's not only carrying her weight, but also his, the how taxing that financial burden can be on her to basically take care of two people. That's a lot. That's a lot. Imagine buying groceries for two people, paying the bills for two people. It's a lot. And he doesn't have anything to contribute to the pot. It's a nah for me, dog. Yeah. He Get better out of be there. cooking and cleaning at least. Yeah. I remember I had a boyfriend who uh, he he was living with me rent free. Mm-hmm. And I asked him at least like cook and clean. And after a while, he got upset about that. Mm-hmm. And he started to complain about the fact that he he had to. Wow, well, I always got to cook because you're not contributing anything. So at least like carry some form of the weight. Yeah. And I hated having to point that out because by the time I would get home, I'm tired. Yeah. That's a problem. And clean up your shit out of the toilet. That's Did I tell you about this? How no. This boyfriend who had explosive diarrhea. No. I didn't tell you about this. He had explosive diarrhea and then he'd leave his splatter in the and and then I told him to go clean it up and he literally took the toilet bowl thing and when I went to go check there was tissue on the toilet bowl cleaner. <laughs> it's like did you flush the toilet? Sorry, I and hope that is, you are cl- more clean This now. is the oldest man I have ever dated. I was 24, he was 30 Stop at the time. it. It was disgusting. That's disgusting. I was so ready for him to get Nobody get out of my wants apartment. to be Taking care of and, a, grown and a grown man. I was so ready for him to get out. Ew. As soon as he said it was moving, I was like, okay. Bye. Oh my gosh. No way. Anyways. That's crazy. Next. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so weak. The situations I found myself in. What <laughs> you got, Asia? Not her coming out. All right, y'all. <laughs> okay, so. My boyfriend of a year and a half. Oh, wait. <laughs> is this? <laughs> That's the same one. Oh, bless okay. her heart. <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, y'all. Love the show. So right now in my life, I just had a friendship breakup over something stupid and I'm struggling so bad. I'm in between trying to forgive and forget. And wanting to slash her tires. Okay. We lived together for a year and moved out a month before our breakup. I he want to know how to be okay. This person was my best friend. And yes, we weren't perfect or even close. But I thought that was my person. By the way, I'm married to a man. So it's not sexual at all. I just genuinely love my friends so much and for everything to come to head like this. I don't know how to be okay. I'm sorry, but I can't answer this question because there's a lot of context that I'm missing for her to want to slash this woman's tires. And then the timeline I'm very confused about. She's married to a man, but she was living with her. I'm very confused. <laughs> just Have you ever been that upset with a friend that no. you wanted to slash her tires? No. And so that's when I think it's important to determine like if you're in a little too deep you gotta be right because 
I mean, I've cried before. Maybe cried in the shower. But slash the tires. Maybe maybe it was a joke. Maybe like, you know, like the overdramatic type joke. I'm over. We're just reading it. I'm overdramatic too. Okay, so I feel it. Okay, well, so let's say theoretically that she don't actually want to slash her tires. <laughs> and she just missed her friend. She just missed her friend. Okay. She so, says she's trying to forgive and forget. Well, I think that it sounds like her not having a friendship with this person is like hurting her. And so it usually goes. Well, it doesn't. Actually, I was just talking about this and I was saying how I know if a friendship is no longer like serving me because typically, at least for me, I don't miss people when they're gone. You get what I mean? No, it's funny when you say that. I literally thought of two people in my head. I was like, yeah, no, I think as soon as we were done, I was like, okay. I'm cool on it because you've served your purpose and your season in my life. And so mm-hmm. I really don't have anything more that I'm like hoping for or desiring out of the friendship. So the fact that she's expressing that there's still feelings of like missing her friend and wanting her friend back to me, that shows that maybe things can maybe be talked through. But what if she's the toxic friend and her friend, cut she her might off be, she might be and her friends like, all right, bye. Well, then it sounds like I need context. I think that, but I think that a lot of times, if it is in that situations, what people do is they feel guilty and they feel bad, and yeah. they're just burdened with that feeling of like, I want this friendship back because they know that they've done something to Wrong. damage yeah. it. So, I just want to know what what happened. Why they break up? Yeah, we don't have a lot of context here, but. If you weren't the toxic one, or if y'all were both the toxic ones, maybe you all can have a conversation. <laughs> Try to mend it. Try to mend it if it means healthily, that much to please. you. Yeah. Don't slash your tires. Please. It's just it's not healthily that without without anger. Yeah. With with seeking understanding. Yeah. And compassion. And, and compassion love. and love. Always. Regardless of what they do. Compassion and love. Regardless of what the let me repeat. Regardless of what they do. Yeah. With compassion and love. And if you feel you genuinely feel like this friend was like your person, then it's worth like sometimes even in our friendships, we might have to fight for them if things go left at some point. Yeah. It's just like any other relationship. Misunderstandings happen. Things happen. So if you feel like this was your person, then it may be worth you putting putting your neck on the line a little bit to get your person back. Agreed. But even if it's not, if if you don't want to do that and you're trying to heal through it. Mm hmm. You got to fill your space in with something. Yeah. Something good and healthy to help you cope. Because I'm sure all that extra time that you have now that you used to spend talking to your friend is excruciating. Yeah. And doing some extra introspection into yourself, like what went wrong. Yeah. That it it led to that much of a head, like that much of a boiling point, like you mentioned. I feel like she should do that anyways, because especially before she even tries to have a conversation with this Mm -hmm. friend, figure out what you did. Yep. I mean, sometimes like, yeah, I mean, you just got to look at yourself like, okay, how do I hold myself accountable? Regardless of what they did, how do I hold myself Mm -hmm. to a standard? Yep. Are you being a friend that you're expecting them to be to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. No. Okay. So <laughs> thank you. That was a great response. Um, Thanks, Ariel. Of course. Okay. So this is the next question. Hey, y'all. I am 29, newly married, and building up my business. And I feel like I'm in a different space maturity-wise in my life. 
The issue is a lot of my family that I love and hang out with often is actually pretty toxic and very drama filled. For example, on my bachelorette party, they fought and even got blackout drunk in front of my much calmer friends. Mm. It's always something with them, big or small. Literally every time there is some sort of drama. I don't have many friends, so if I don't chill with them, then that's kind of it. How should I navigate? Ha- Excuse me. <clears throat> <laughs> How should I navigate or explain to them that I don't want to hang out like that anymore, or kind of fall back from them? I don't want to come off like I'm better than anyone, but I would love to hear your viewpoints on the toxic family. Thanks. Ooh, look, don't ask me because I I don't talk to anyone from my biological family. They've tried to reach out, and I'm like, uh huh. Yeah, that's kind. Of, it's really hard, but and I think that. You making that decision is something a lot of people. But it took it took a while. I will say that it took decades for me to learn how to do it because at first I felt obligated it because I didn't want them talking shit about me. Yeah, <laughs> I felt obligated to continue to like try to do something. Yeah, but then I realized like actually I don't need this relationship and quite honestly you guys aren't healthy. Yeah, I think it's important. Like <laughs> this is a it's a touchy topic because I can understand for some people like um the importance that family like the role that it plays in your life and like if you're not at the point where you can foresee yourself cutting your family off like that that's for some people that's not necessarily yeah it's like unrealistic I could easily do that yeah because I have a whole other family (laughs) yeah and I feel like it's something that I would never be able to do like even with going through ups and downs with my family it's just it's too hard like I've been through too much with family stuff to like to leave my family behind but I think that it's important to set boundaries in place. And I think that family can be upset about that. Oh, they will be upset. When you put your foot down and you say that we're not going to do this anymore because I would prefer for us to do X, Y, and Z. They don't always take that too kindly, especially because of the fact they're family and they feel entitled. Yeah. But if it's not what you desire and it's not healthy it's not healthy for you the type of relationship and the type of people that they are may not align with who you are in your interest and whatnot you can find ways to separate the two for different events maybe you spend time with your family to celebrate like for example like your birthday and then you also spend time with your friends on a different occasion maybe it just looks like not merging yeah the two agreed because I said, I feel like from what she said, it sounded like the experience was embarrassing for her with her family being there with her friends, yeah. you know? Yeah. Just separate things. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say, everyone's situation isn't like my, I feel like more people would relate to yours where they can't really just cut off their family. Mm-hmm. Look, my, my bio family ain't never really did shit for me. Yeah. So I was like, deuces. <laughs> said, bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's a tricky situation and it just really depends on you like where you're at with your family where you're at mentally with you know you know how fed up you are yeah so if you're fed up to the point where you're just like I just need a break like I need some time away take the time that you need and if it's healthy for you and it's the best decision for you to be able to feel like 
you can have a better connection with them or for the sake of the connection that you have left with them, then you may need to take that time and that space away. Figure out your boundaries and set them. Be firm on your boundaries in a loving, respectful way. Yeah. People aren't going to like it, though. No one likes when you all of a sudden start setting boundaries. They no. Feel, they take it personally. Every time. When in reality, it's more about you and your health and not yep. about them. So you just have to prepare yourself for that. Literally just prepare yourself. Because <laughs> it's going to happen. It's, they're going to be pissed. They're going to be pissed. <laughs> they're absolutely going to be pissed. Especially if they're not in a place of like a growth mindset. Agree. Uh, and most of the time they're not. And most of the times they're not. That's why you're cutting them off in the first place. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. What a hard life. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. I think we're ready for the next one. All right, guys. That was great. <laughs> So the next question. The encouragement. <laughs> that was great, guys. That was okay. great. Um, my partner and I have different love languages. He wants to receive love through gift giving and acts of services, while I want touch and words of affirmation. How do we make our relationship work? Ooh. The hardest part about learning acts i mean acts of service the hardest part about learning love languages is it's natural for you to give love the way that you want to receive it or even sometimes for some people they don't give love the way that they want to receive so it's like a confusing thing for them to understand um learn your partner's love languages learn and when i say learn not just learning what it is but learning what that looks like literally look up on pinterest if you want to uh ways that people who like acts of service look up ways that that's shown in a relationship and implement those and then check in with each other and ask okay have i how have i been doing or what are the what are some specific ways that you would want to be loved even more Mm -hmm. um that's literally the best thing that you can do Yeah, I think that it's quite natural for most people to not have the same exact love languages as their partner. Me and Marcus have pretty different. Well, they're not like very different, but I know that like his top is a physical touch. So Mm -hmm. he always wants to be like on me. (laughs) Um, And I'm a pretty touchy person, but he's like times 10 times a million. (laughs) Um, And then for me. It's acts of service. And so we have to find ways to meet each other in the middle. And like what you were saying, it's not about the way that like what it what it is on your list that is your love language. It's about what's on their list mm-hmm. and about you taking into account the way that they best receive love and what it is that you can do for them that's going to help them receive love in that best way. So mm-hmm. It could be a bit of a, an adjustment, especially if you all's um, love languages are vastly different. And like if you don't like physical touch, but there's this physical yes. touch. Those are my parents. Really? It go- oh, my God. Watching my mom. Well, she's gotten better. But like in the beginning, when I first moved in, she would just like crumble under, underneath a hug. Oh, my god. Or gosh. a kiss. Or she'll allow it. But then she'll be like, all right, all right, all right. Get That's off enough. Me, get off me. Get off me. Yeah. She's gotten better, though. But nonetheless, like completely opposite. Yeah. So you have to allow time for adjustment. Because yeah. like you said, like she got better at it, especially if there are people around her that show their love and affection that way. Mm-hmm. Like you'll kind of get used to it. Um, but you have to open yourself up and be ready for the time period that will be like a shift in between. You know what my parents did? They what? found something that they both find um, 
that they love. Oh. So for them, it was quality time. Mm -hmm. And they would watch a TV show or a movie together. Mm -hmm. And that they love together. That's really good. And it made them both feel loved. That's good. So yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Find something mutual. Yeah. That you both can like use to connect when you aren't necessarily aligned. Because it's going to happen. Yeah. It happens naturally. And really just talk through the love languages. Literally communicate. I remember. Sometimes they'll change. Yeah. I remember at the very, very beginning of Marcus and I's relationship, we took the love language test over the phone. We were on the phone till like 5 a.m. this day. And we took it and we just kind of like talked through all of our love languages and like what that meant to us specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially because I know one of my my top ones is quality time. Mm. And oh, that's important. Sorry. Ooh, that's important. Yes. To and talk about what that looks like for you. I had to explain to him, like it to me looks like uninterrupted time together, focused on us doing whatever agreed, it is. Agreed. Not us being in the, in same, the same space room. as each other. <laughs> not us going to an event with other people there. It's like time between just you and I. That's an important conversation. Yeah. I, I me and Jared caught on to that way too late. Mm. It was like toward the end of the marriage where we were complaining about the same thing and hadn't realized we were. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, bro, like we're not getting quality time. He's like, what do you mean we get quality time all the time? And I'm like, I don't like staring at a screen together or Mm -hmm. just sitting in the same room on our phones. That's not quality time for me. Yeah. I found that it seems like for a lot of men, they kind of, they just want your presence. They struggle with that concept (laughs) of like, like what real quality time is and what, they may believe it to be. So it's important. That's why I say like talk through what the love languages are and what they look like for you so that your partner has a realistic expectation of how they can show up in that way. I always believe that's the quickest way to kind of have a healthy relationship is to um, explicitly state your expectations. Mm -hmm. And then if your partner is also doing the same and you realize you really need to either bring them down or like just come to a more realistic standpoint... Or if your partner can actually meet that, mm-hmm. I think communication is so important. Yes, you can. I agree. You can basically talk through just about anything, and even if you guys aren't on the same page, at least you have an understanding of where your partner is. So when something happens, like oh, I I get you now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, next. Okay. <laughs> to piggyback off of that, um, I think that they should read the Five Love Language book. Yes. Mm-hmm. By Gary Chapman. Yep. Oh, I love Gary Chapman. Yeah. Sorry. So that's what my boyfriend and I did. I think like very early on in the relationship, we read the book together. So mm-hmm. we both could understand what the love languages were. We took the quiz and then we gave examples and kind of like took notes. So that's it would be a good activity to read it with your partner and that's explore really it. So you both yeah. have like a very clear understanding. <laughs> Gary Chapman actually has like a lot of good literature. He His book was actually a book that I read and studied before going on the show. Mm. So making sure I was asking like the appropriate question. I think mm. it, it was late. I think it was called like some things I wish I knew before I got married or something like that. Wow. Yeah. And I would literally like highlight things and I tore the page out because they wouldn't let me take it. And I stuffed mm. it in my bra. <laughs> That's I was so like, y'all funny. Y'all ain't gonna set me up for failure. I'm I was afraid. gonna say before you ask the next thing, Ariel. Ariel actually gave Marcus and I the um, what was that? The Clifton Strengths Finder. Oh yeah. Yeah, and so Marcus and I did that together, and that was really really good for us. Like you take a quiz, mm-hmm. and then it gives you like your top strengths and weaknesses, oh. and then. 
we went through the our strengths and weaknesses together and explored like how we can um how we can basically like make up for and like work together compliment, compliment okay. one another okay. on our strengths and weaknesses. I love that. Okay, yeah. so let me yeah. ask you guys a question. At what point did you guys start doing proactive things like that with your partner? Is it was it of course when you guys were like established as boyfriend girlfriend or was it before? Before. before. Really? Yeah. yeah. Marcus and like that that situation that I told you about with us doing the love languages things like that's before we became official. I'm learning. Same. Same. Oh. I don't think I've done that. Oh, okay. Let's give it. Let's oh, are you saying same? You're learning too. Yeah, I'm learning because I feel like I've never done that until I'm in the relationship, and then it at that point. It be yeah, too same. Late. <laughs> same. Or like, be like I think because me and Asia be quick to really jump into shit. That's our problem. I know because Kayla do it too, but Kayla, you you found someone it. who who matched your energy. I think. Well, I think. This time around with Marcus, I was a lot more intentional okay. because I had been through such dark stuff prior to my relationship mm-hmm. with him that I was yeah, so this. hesitant. I didn't believe that it was real for a long time. It yeah. took me a long time to catch up. How long did it take you? Because I'm like, at what point am I tripping? <laughs> it took me like a few months. I feel like I need at least three months. I need to see consistency to know who you are, who you are. But it wasn't like the thing with me, it wasn't like I had him on a on a timetable. Like mm. he just kind of continued to show up. Oh, and then I just kind of went with my my gut. And I was and like, where you guys are. I know. Okay, yeah. so I know now. Do this before. Yeah. I go. We did so someone. much of this I prior like- to. This is what dating should be. Like, you should be asking these questions. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like literature is probably the best way that you can do it. Because, I mean, the blueprint is literally there for you. I think some people kind of just, like, come up with questions on the fly. Yeah. And sometimes it works. But, like, be intentional about it. Yeah. And that's what I I want to I feel like the first date questions are, if the house is on fire, would you save your wife or your kids? (laughs) Like, we're focused on dumb things. Like... (laughs) Oh, look, I be asking, how was the relationship with your mom? How's the relationship with your dad? How was it growing up? Okay, so we are back with another question. This one is kind of deep. Oh, Oh, gosh. It's kind of deep. So I just want to warn you right now. All right, now. All right, here we go. (laughs) I grew up in a Caribbean household. I'm Dominican, and there's things that my mom and dad went through that traumatized me. My father used to drink a lot. He would come home late and I would have to clean his throw up up Mm. at seven years of age because my mom was drained mentally. He stopped being my hero around seven because he wasn't present. I've been taking care of my brother since I was seven, which made me grow up a little faster. I feel like my mom is bitter and has so much anger inside of her because of her childhood. But the trauma is getting to a point where I'm hurting my partner. When he asks questions to understand me, I get defensive because I never, I've never been understood, but pushed away. Mm-hmm. How can I start my healing journey when I've been hurting for so long? And how can I communicate better without feeling attacked? Sorry mm-hmm. for the long paragraph. That that is one of the hardest journeys that you can ever go on. I feel like. Even though I can't relate to a lot of what she said, the thing that I can relate to that I understand is because of my own trauma growing up, I've constantly have to work on my defensiveness. Mm -hmm. It's something that like 
shows up a lot of times in my closer relationships because I've always felt like people are looking at me to criticize criticize me about things and um because of that I've always been hypersensitive and it comes out as defensiveness a lot of times um and I think that when you're coming from a place like that where you are being defensive like the first thing is it's great that you took accountability to say that I'm being defensive that's number one Mm. I'm still working on it and healing through it myself like Mm. it's something that I'm constantly aware of like when I'm communicating to make sure that I'm not defensive. Um, But it's honestly not something that's just going to go away overnight. Um, I think that communicating with your partner like fully about your experiences and about letting them know the place that this hurt comes from that makes you respond in in a defensive way is one of the most important and freeing things that you could do for yourself. Um, Like if this is a partner that you feel like will meet you with love and meet you with sincerity, like it's important for you to be able to give that to them and Mm -hmm. to share with them some of the struggles that you've been through because what you just shared is really heavy and it's something that nobody should have to experience. So I think that you have to be honest and and be bold about what it is that you experienced when you, you know, feel empowered to do so so that they can better understand. I agree. I think when I heard it, I relate a lot. I think, number one, you can't carry your parents' trauma. That's not on you. And, mm-hmm. of course, you can have an understanding of, like, my mom acts or treats me this way because of her trauma mm-hmm. while also acknowledging the damage that it did, which sounds like you're you're there. Um, I, I had the same journey. I remember in my relationship, I remember one, the last relationship where I was like this, where everything he was trying to tell me, no matter how he said it, I was always on defense. And either I would lash out or I would shut down and I wouldn't say shit. Um, Because either I didn't want to rock the boat or, I mean, I just, I didn't like what he was saying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think it was after that relationship where I experienced it with someone else and I was the one trying to communicate where it all clicked for me. And I realized like, okay, I see. But it was a journey of just, number one, gaining self-awareness, which it sounds like she has. Mm -hmm. And then number two, being patient with yourself. People think that healing, when you are healed, that all of your triggers and reactions automatically go away, which in reality, you know you're healing and are getting to the point of being healed when you're aware of it faster when you're doing it. And then you correct yourself faster when you do it because you have healthier coping skills. It is okay to be in a relationship and to tell your partner, um, Please correct me in love when I do it. Yeah. But you have to be ready to be corrected. Yeah. Um, if you're already if you're already defensive, of course, but I had to give my partner permission to be like, Ayana, I love you, but you're doing it again. Yeah. Um, and then I would just stop do because I I would do tit for tat quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Well, you're doing this. And then I would just pause and I would listen to their argument and I would make myself listen to understand. And then I'd say, okay, let me focus on the feeling of this. How did I make you feel with this? And I never want my partner to feel any form of negative based off of my behavior. Like, that's not what I want. Yeah. And when you come to that point of realization, 
I mean, it kind of humbles you in a way. And mm-hmm. you're like, okay, well, let me correct myself. And then after that, if you still feel the grievance of wanting to express yourself, because I know a lot of people who also get defensive don't necessarily say in the moment when things are bothering them because they don't want to rock the boat. Mm-hmm. Then bring up your stuff and be like, okay, well, in love, I don't like when you do this. Mm-hmm. It's just a, it's a taking the opportunity in the moment of you getting defensive to communicate. Yeah. But that's just not easy. It's not. And I think that when you're talking about communicating with um, someone you're dating with being defensive, like, like I have found, I know like with Marcus, I package things a certain way with him so that he can best receive. I have to use humor with Jared. You have to because use he humor. can he can digest it better. If it yeah. feels too serious, he shuts down. I know with Marcus, I have to. It's almost like compliment sandwich. Mm. Oh, I see what you do there. Yeah. But like, I cannot just come at him and talk about negative, negative, negative. Mm -hmm. Like, I have to be able to say like, you know, this was done well, blah, 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 blah. But this, but this. (laughs) So I can't just come at, but it's important. Like when you get to a certain level in your relationship, like these are adjustments that like your partner and you will willingly make because you want the best for one another. So that's why we're saying, you know, when you feel appropriate, be candid with your partner about this defensiveness and where it comes from. And then you all figure out a way that you can receive Mm -hmm. so that you can maybe snap out of the defensiveness a little sooner um, and check yourself about it because I know that it, it's hard. That is hard. But also it's okay if you realize in, in the moment you missed it. Yeah. And you overreacted or you I didn't miss respond. I the- <laughs> um, Jared and I's therapist got us in the habit of after the fact, like if we overreacted or didn't respond in a way that we wanted to, um, to basically, cause you, you feel that guilt when you realize like, oh, I didn't, I did, I did, much. I did too much or <laughs> I didn't do enough. Right. Um, so we got in a habit of coming back later and saying, I wish I would have said this, mm-hmm. or I wish I would have reacted this way. This is what I really meant. That's good. Um, and it takes a lot of, <laughs> it takes a lot of humbling yourself cause you mm-hmm. don't want to be the person to do it. You yeah. want your partner to come to you and be like, they should be apologizing or they should be saying something. Mm-hmm. When in reality, it's like, if you're feeling that pull, it's for a reason. Yeah. And you, you got to do it as soon as you feel it. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's all I got. Anything for you, Kayla? Nope, that's it. Y'all got some wisdom to share? No? Okay. About. (laughs) Look, it's like, well. Oh, no. All right, guys. So we're going to wrap it up with this final question. How do you get prettier? Is it internal or is it external? Sounds weird, but serious question. How do you get pretty? How do you get prettier? Prettier. Think of it as like this person doesn't feel their best. Oh. I mean, it's both. I think my great-grandma used to say, if you're pretty on the outside, but you ugly on the inside, you won't be pretty on the outside for long. Period. Um, Which, I mean, is true. Even, I mean, even technically, if you stay physically beautiful, like, people will get to know you and be like, ooh. Yeah. And that's not a good feeling to have. But I think that um, it can be hard, especially, like, now Mm -hmm. with society norms of standards of of beauty that are so unrealistic and it takes time i don't know 
how old you are or young you are, but um, it takes a lot of time in developing the like love for yourself that you find yourself beautiful internally. Um, and then that matches up with the external when you feel confident and like assured in who you are, mm-hmm. that it'll align with your outside beauty as well. Like, I think it definitely starts from within. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because if you feel good on the inside, you know that you're good on the inside. You'll also put more into like feeling great on the outside. Yeah. And then on a more like materialistic side of things, you hot. <laughs> yeah, I'm sweating over here. Um, mm-hmm. Like for me, I know that I need like for different people is different things. Mm-hmm. Like my main thing is I need to buy new clothes because <laughs> I care about. You care about fashion. I care about fashion. And that makes me feel good and it makes me feel pretty. And so if there are things that are important for you, like externally, like giving yourself like bits of that on a regular as well. Like for some people, it might be going to get their nails done on a regular basis or getting their hair done, whatever it is for you, like still be able to like put that into your your routine. Make yourself feel good. I like dressing up every once in a while. And I realized that's why I really like going out because I like to dress up and I like to dance. Yeah. And that's the, look, Asia, we Asia Asia be on the same way. (laughs) Like that's what we like to do and it makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. And then on the inside, I feel amazing about myself because I know that I've done so much work to heal and I'm, this is the best that I've been in a while. Mm -hmm. So I feel good on the inside and then I made effort on the outside. So I think I'm a prettier person. Yeah. You know, I met, Oh, Kiki Palmer. Oh yeah. That was absolutely horrible. Horrific. Yeah. People, um, I didn't know that people were saying that about her until she posted about it. But for those of you who don't know, Kiki Palmer just, first of all, just recently announced that she's pregnant. Congratulations. Congrats, Kiki, if you see this and want to pick up our podcast. That would be great. (laughs) Um, But yeah, she's pregnant and people were saying that she's unattractive because she didn't have on makeup. And she was like... Y'all are some ugly people. Yeah. She's like, I feel great about myself and the, I know I'm beautiful. The best thing that she said is, I wish that I could bottle up and sell mm-hmm. how I feel about myself. Yeah. Because the thing about it is, like, we place, first of all, number one, Kiki Palmer is absolutely She's drop dead beautiful. gorgeous. So she is it's absolutely ridiculous that anybody would say something like that. Agreed. But like what you were saying, like external features Mm -hmm. will can and will fade over time Mm -hmm. but if you have a beautiful spirit and you are well within yourself then you're going to always exude beautiful exude pretty exude confidence all of those things and so I think the point that she was trying to make is like it don't matter what none of y'all trolls are saying because I'm good like Mm -hmm. I know that I look good and Mm -hmm. I feel good and I don't care what y'all think Mm -hmm. and I feel her I feel her. Y'all better not be talking about Kiki. Don't talk about my Kiki. Love her. We do love her around here. So, yeah. All right. um, So, fill of the week. Fill of the week. Do you want to talk about the very sad, Uh, sad news? So, guys, (laughs) HBO, I'm canceling them. I just have nothing left to give to them anymore. I'm about to cancel my subscription because they have canceled legendary 
and Sweet Life. And Sweet Life. And, oh, well, you didn't watch it, but I watched F-Boy Island. They canceled that too. Did they? They canceled that I too. did watch F-Boy Island. Yep. What? Yep. That's crazy. Yep. I guess they're like fading out all their reality stuff. That's absolutely ridiculous. Um, okay, let me describe these shows. We've talked about Sweet Life before, so I'll save that. But Legendary, we haven't talked about Hmm. on here before i don't think no um but legendary is a competition show um introducing like the ballroom scene um on a platform in a way that we haven't necessarily seen before because there's rupaul's drag race and there's also um pose which is like a scripted show Mm mm-hmm but this show actually like included the houses like across the freaking world, basically. Yeah. And they would come and they would compete like by their houses for the title to be legendary. Yeah. And I found out about this show and I binged it in like a couple of days. And Marcus was so fed up with me because I had the volume on 50 <laughs> and I was in the room like... 1001, one, 2002, two. So when that got canceled and I saw that today, my heart was broken. And then we saw Sweet Life today too. And then Sweet Life as well. And we've talked about Sweet Life on this platform many yeah. of times. Yeah. So they I just, said they're looking for a new, um, a new streaming house. Issa Rae. Issa Rae. Hit up Netflix, man. You want a sweet life Chicago? (laughs) But I just, I I really, I'm not trying to say HBO is racist. (laughs) But I also kind of feel like. (laughs) That's not where I saw that going. (laughs) I just also kind of feel like this is very directed. What, Kayla? Because just think about too, like. The other thing, like people kind of had this theory a while ago because remember they canceled Lovecraft out of the freaking blue. That broke my heart. Everybody loved that show. I didn't watch it because it was a little too scary for me. It made me wonder though, what does the viewership actually look like? I don't know. For those shows. That's why I'm like, is the platform, is it the wrong platform? I think it's the wrong platform. I think, I mean, people like HBO, but people really only tuned in for like what? Game of Thrones. And they just wouldn't pay the subscription. But so many people watch. Well, okay, I I think that Sweet Life didn't have as big Sweet of a Life platform definitely didn't have. as it deserved. Well, I think a lot of their reality TV didn't though, and I think that's why they they must have just cut the budget for it. That's crazy. Because F Y Island, Legendary, and Sweet Life, that's all reality TV shows. It's crazy to me. Yeah, I'm really sad about it. I really hope that um, Legendary is able to come back on another platform. Same thing for Sweet Life. Um, yes, we love Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just, I'm hurt. Like those were some of my favorite shows I was really looking forward to. And I was wondering like, dang, why aren't we getting a reunion for Sweet Life? Yeah, I was like, where's the, bro, that's sad. They didn't even like we couldn't show even, a reunion. We and couldn't they even cut. tie up the loose ends. That's so sad. That makes me sad, but it's okay. Yeah. So okay. we are wishing all the best to the cast of Sweet Life and, um, we're excited to see what the they, next yeah, steps. Yeah, what do they do from yeah, yeah, because that's all it is. It's a stepping stone. So I know am- amazing things are coming for them next. Yeah. 
So you want to know a reality show you should you should watch? What? I just discovered this reality show. It's called what is it called? Back in the Groove. What is it? It's on, on Hulu. Oh, it's on Hulu. Yeah, I think there's like four episodes out right now. Or what's something. it about? Oh God. <laughs> it's about it's about it's about these three like forty year olds. Uh, something women mm-hmm. uh, they live in or not live but they've uh, they're staying in this like hotel I think it's called the groove or some the grove or whatever hotel in dr mm-hmm. and they're dating younger men i will watch that you need to watch it i think that it's would so be entertaining of funny. it's it's funny oh my goodness it's funny it's definitely entertaining though oh my gosh you gotta watch there's one white woman one hispanic woman one black woman oh okay and then the the ranges of the men are from like 22 to like i don't know like that's very interesting definitely like mid-30s or something that just made me think about i've been um i've been binging a lot of tv lately i've been really like Reality so, or like scripted too? Reality. So, well, scripted, but reality too. So the two shows, number one. Um, oh, actually today I binged uh, Too Hot to Handle. Oh, God. Prior to, I have binged My Unorthodox Life. Oh, you told me about that show. Which was amazing. Again. You watch a lot of reality TV. I do. and well, that's because it doesn't require too much thinking. It doesn't. And that's what I love. I love to be able to kind of zone in and out yeah and then be like oh wait something's happening you can be on your phone you yeah. can work <laughs> i love that and then um but the last one that i actually gave all my time and attention to was wednesday okay and i've wednesday heard some good things about that was amazing i'm gonna have to watch it. them selecting jenna ortega to play that role was mm. like she was phenomenal Okay. Well, so I'm you gonna, have, to, I'm watch have it. to watch it. So we could talk about it. Okay. But I think that they're they're setting it up to be like multiple seasons of okay. it. Okay. Well, that's good. And I read something recently that said that uh, they're about to beat out Stranger Things for the most watched. Really? Yes. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Which is crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch it. Because Wednesday's accumulated more watch hours within like, well, not more. Stranger Things still has like, it's like billions of watch hours, but mm-hmm. like they're getting close to a billion being out for less oh, I time see what you mean. Okay. than what Stranger Things 4 has okay. been out for. Wow. I'll so watch it. if y'all have watched Wednesday, let let me know your thoughts because Ayana hasn't watched it yeah, yet. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Yeah. I've just been watching reality TV. It's the only thing that can. I watched Wednesday twice. What, Kayla? I did. That's dedicated. Because I watched it myself and then Marcus, like he was kind of into it when he uh, saw it. So, so then you started over. Oh, I forgot. And I'm watching another show too. There's a show on HBO that's back that I watched. Girl? No, oh. but I do watch Gossip Girl. Um, no, not White Lotus. This is a show that probably nobody watches, what? but it's really funny. What is it? It's called The Sex Life of Sex That's Lives of College, college Girls. Li- that is a funny show. It's back. I haven't. I needed to finish the last season. But, oh my god! But it's funny. It's as hilarious. Hell. That's a funny show. It's so funny. So. What is it? The sex life of life the, of college girls. The sex lives of college girls. It's so funny. It's hilarious. That so uh, I've been watching that too. Yeah, they're they're just funny in general. Yeah, yeah. So those have been. That's a lot of TV. That this is, is the most TV. TV I've watched recently because is it because you've been sick? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Which I've enjoyed 
in a way because I miss watching all of my shows. I haven't had time. And it's also because I'm on break from grad school now. All right. So I have a little time off. I'm so. glad you didn't get sick while you were still. Um. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I could not even freaking imagine. I would be sitting on them calls looking at them like. You'd be so mad. I would be so hurt if I had to get on one of them calls. So when do you go back? Um, In the new year. Oh, you got a nice little bricky break. Okay, they love. I'm so happy. I love that for you. Me too. If only it was, you know, done. (laughs) But just a little bit more. So, okay. Okay, guys, we're going to wrap it up (laughs) because obviously that's enough. Um, If you all have listener submissions, please remember that we have the box there. As you see, we did a whole episode with the listener submissions and we are keeping you all in mind and your suggestions and everything that you've been sending to us. So thank you so much for all that have submitted. Um, You know the routine. You can follow us on Instagram at fill in the blank underscore. You can follow me at as told by dot Kayla and Ayana. At Ayana.amore. We love you guys. Oh, oh, right. We're on TikTok. And we're, we're on TikTok. What is it? Is it just fill in it's the blank? Fill in the blank pod. Fill right? in the blank pod on TikTok. And honestly, our TikTok is like going it's up. Going up. It's really going up. Hit us up, y'all. So follow us on TikTok too. See, see what you, wait, we didn't do our um our affirmations. All right. Okay, I'm just gonna say one. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'll say a couple. Um, okay. Y'all ready? I am. I am. Actively choosing myself. Actively choosing myself. I am. I am. Choosing growth. Choosing growth. Healthiness. Healthiness. Shit, I don't know what else. (laughs) And everything else. (laughs) Look, and everything nice. Um, I am, I am prioritizing, prioritizing my my happiness, my happiness and the love in my life and the love of my life. I just came up with that shit on the spot. (laughs) It was good. I'm a poet. What's up? Anybody else got anything else that we're declaring for ourselves? Mm. I am declaring health. (laughs) I am declaring hell. I love that. Poor little Kayla over here. Uh, I am declaring declaring grace. That's good, Ariel. And greatness. And greatness. That's what I thought she said. You have anything? Oh, not the giggle. I'm scared (laughs) what she about to say. No, I don't really have anything right now. I think you guys said it was on my mind. Okay. Hey! Yay! Come on, birthday weekend! We about to turn up! We about to turn up! Everyone make sure, well, by this time, Asia's birthday would have passed, but... We we about to have a grand old time! We're gonna celebrate Asia. And then Ariel's up next! Yes! All our Sagittarius queens! Okay, guys, let's do this wrap-up again, because I don't have any... I can't think of any. Well, that's it. My brain is broke. That's it. So... All right, guys. We love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll see you next time. Next time. Bye. Bye.